0: Oh, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, you overcame obstacles in order to be here today. When I have a day like this, this a snowy day, we have just a, a few people in our church, it always reminds me of the very first service I ever conducted. As a, a member of the United States Navy, I got stationed in one of those places where you watch the, the movies, the, the TV shows, they, they send the bad people, right? And so I went to Adak, Alaska. Adak, Alaska is a a tiny island in the middle of the Aleutian Island chain, kind of off the the tip of Alaska. And so, you know, Alaska is here, and it has islands that kind of trail off toward Russia. And kind of right in the middle of of that tail is that island of Adak. And now on that island, the, the wind is always 30 miles an hour. Sometimes it's more. But every single day you're, you're out there, you're wearing your parka, the wind is blowing at 30 miles an hour. Of course, it's surrounded by seawater, and so it doesn't really get below zero. But yet there was one time on the 4th of July, our 4th of July celebration was canceled because of snow. Snow like we had here today. And so it was cold, and it was blowing, and yeah, you couldn't really have your, your car when you were there, but they did have a, a bus service to, to get you from the base, to main parts of the base, and get to the, the McDonald's. They had a McDonald's there. Ooh, can't be too bad. You could get to the, the commissary, and you could get to the exchange, and you could get to the McDonald's, and you could get to your work centers, and you could get back to the barracks. And while I was there, some kind folks asked me if I would preach one of the Sundays at the little church that they had. Now, especially as a young man growing up, I didn't really like public speaking. It was something I was kind of horrified About, I can well remember my high school speech class having to struggle (coughs) through those four or five speeches that I had to give and, you know, that kind of terrible feeling of anxiousness to stand in front of folks and and almost a, a panic that you really wanted to get out of there. But you know, being in my my mid twenties, I began to kind of learn to overcome some of those you know feelings, some of those things in my life, and to to try to to do my best. And I wanted to do the best that I could, and so I I, I prepared, and I w- was mentally ready, and I looked at the bus schedule, you know, so I could get on the right bus at the right time, and be where I was supposed to be, and I was. And you know what happened? It snowed and the buses shut down for that morning. And so there I was at the the bus waiting for the bus to come and there's nothing coming and I was uh, in better shape than I, I am today. And so I took off running through the snow up the hill to get where I needed to be. And of course, the snow was kind of deep, and so I wasn't really running that fast. But there I was, you know, running up the hill and deep snow. And, and I, I arrived there where I'm supposed to be, and I looked at my watch, and I was three minutes late. I thought, oh no, right. And especially when you're active duty military, you know, time is so very important, and in the the. Navy, you know, that the ship might sail away, and there you are standing at the dock, and that's really a big deal, where you get kicked out of the Navy most of the time, if you miss the ship sailing, and so to be, you know, three minutes late, it was just like a, a terrible feeling for me at the time, and nobody was there, no one was there. And so I'm thinking to myself, you know, they they came, and I wasn't here, and they've left, and, you know, what what am I going to do? This this is like, you know, the worst thing that could possibly happen. I I show up late for my first service. No one is there. But then this woman came in with her, her two boys, and, you know, her two boys are about Axel's age. And so I had my first service, and there was four people present, four people. And so we kind of go back to that, and we say, well, why are we here? You know, what What made it so, when I was there on, on Adak, Alaska, one lady would come with her uh, two little boys to be at my first service. What was it that made you be able to uh, get up today? And, you know, maybe your, your your car was sitting out. Maybe you had to get a, a lot of snow off of it. And after you got the snow off, that you know, the, the windshield was maybe covered with ice. Here in, in Minnesota, we, we get some of that, that ice. It's almost like glue at times, don't we? And you can hardly scrape it off with your ice scraper and maybe you have to get a bucket of water on a, a day like that and, and you don't want the water to be too hot because you're afraid it's going to crack the windshield but it has to be warm enough that it can, you know, kind of get that, that glue-like ice off of there. And then, you know, there's some folks that maybe they have a a long driveway and they had had to get the snow out of their driveway so they could even get to the main road. Maybe when you woke up this morning, you said, I'm going to have to allow 20 extra minutes just to get the car ready so I can come to the church. What makes it so you go through all of that? Well, maybe it was simply that you kind of remember some of the verses. You know, the the Lord has given us that verse. It says, you know, you shall not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some. And you say, boy, I better not be forsaking the assembly of myself today. Well, that only gets you so far, doesn't it? It's kind of like reading through the Ten Commandments. You know, we have the commandment that says, you'll know, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And then you go to confirmation. And you say, well, what does that mean? Well, we should fear and love God so that we do not forsake or despise you know, preaching or his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. They say, well, I got this command and the Lord has spoken and I've got to make it to the church and it doesn't matter the obstacles that I must overcome. And it's even kind of inspirational to get up there and drive through terrible blizzards in order to get to the church, you know, because God said I'm supposed to be there. That doesn't quite take you through every day either, does it? because right, there are some days when you're just kind of tired and you're just kind of irritated maybe you stayed up too late the night before and you're just kind of saying is it even worth it to have to get out there and plow my drive so i can make it out to the street so i can you know get down the road i'd rather just maybe sleep in today But right, the law only goes so far, but perhaps the the key is that we find toward the end of Martin Luther's teaching, right, that I would not, you know, despise or forsake his word, but gladly hear and learn it. That is maybe what helps to get us home Isn't it that we would gladly hear that word, that we would have something inside of us that would make us happy, that we would wake up on Sunday morning and say, I want to go to church. I want to be there with God's people. I want something more in my life. And that something more really is a a relationship, isn't it? It's that we would be in a kind of relationship with our God. That we would have some kind of, well, yes, feelings inside, right? Those feelings would be there to drive us to experience God once again. It's kind of like the the feelings maybe in a a relationship. Maybe for for some of you you guys, maybe you you kind of remember it. You know, you, you, you saw her for the first time in the lunchroom. And you said to yourself, must be a transfer student. Well, I'm going to go and talk to her. Whoa! But then, then you had to use words, right? You had to, you know, come up with some kind of a dialogue. You had to have something that maybe you were going to talk about. You see, now maybe picking on the, the guys here today because maybe it's a little bit harder for us as, as guys to, you know, have, have dialogue, have words. You know, we're often accused, criticized, right, of, of you know not speaking enough not you know sharing our, our feelings especially right and so you had to think about it maybe a little bit it was something that, that came naturally but you know you're trying to to overcome that why why was it because you wanted that relationship right you wanted there to be something more. And our, our Lord God, that's what he says he desires. He doesn't just want to be our boss, you know? And he, he doesn't want to just be our, our owner, right? But he comes in and he says he wants to be in relationship with us. And, and he terms that relationship as that we are his children. They were that important to him. And it's not even that he's the teacher and we are the students, but that we are his children. That he loves us so very much that he desires that we would come to him. Now, how do, how do we come to him? Right. Well, first we did it by baptism, didn't we? Our mom, our dad, our grandma, our grandpa, whoever was significant in our spiritual development said, you know, uh, that little guy, that little gal, she, he needs to be baptized. And maybe it was a day just like this one. And maybe people out in the world would scratch their head and they would say, you risk the life of your child to bring them to the church through a snowstorm that they could be baptized? You risk them getting pneumonia, that tiny little baby? You brought them out in the cold and then you put water on their head? What kind of people are you? Say, no, we wanted that tiny little baby to have that relationship, to become a child of God. We wanted them to experience God personally. And so we brought them. And they were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And they, too, became God's child. And later on, you know, in, in the church, we say, well, then I raised them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Well, what do those big words mean? It, it means that we tried to raise them right. We tried to raise them to respect our God. We tried to raise them with good values. Right? We, we raised them to have that knowledge, that relationship, to be children of God. God, and then they came to their confirmation day and they stood before the congregation, and they said, I would rather face death than to deny the teachings that have been handed down to me. That's pretty serious, isn't it? But in our confirmation liturgy, each and every one of us who have been confirmed here within the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, we make that vow. I would rather face death than to deny the teachings handed down to me. Before the whole congregation, we say those words. And then maybe it grew up a little bit for for some of us. You know, we we, we got married and we stood again in the church. We stood again before the Lord God. And and we said, you know, that this is going to be the person I'm going to take care of. And I'm going to be with the rest of my life. That I'm going to be there. I'm going to have that strong relationship. And, And then, you know, after... Marriage, you you go through life and you come to the close of your days. And and again, you know, the prayer is that God finds you there, still standing strong in your faith, still loving God so very much until the Lord appears and takes you home. You see, that's the kind of relationship that we're talking about. We're not just talking about, oh, hey, there's this big guy at a distance far away, and he said, I think it would be good if you come to church on Sunday. But no, we have a, a big guy up there who's our dad, our heavenly father, and we want to be able to spend time with him. And what better way can we do that on Sunday than to come to the church and be able to sing some of the great hymns that we have once again, be able to look around at the beautiful church that we have here and the, the lovely stained glass and the, the wonderful cross that we have above the altar. To be able to feel God's presence. To be able to, to hear his word as we read the scriptures. To be able to hear the words once again that hopefully the pastor will bring. That God Loves you. But God loves you. Now, in, in this world, it's maybe sometimes difficult for us to have relationships, or even those words are spoken. No, again, maybe picking on the guys today, it's so very easy for, for some guys. You know, I, I, I go out and I, I talk to some fellows, and they say, you know what? On my wedding day, 50 years ago, I let my wife know that I loved her. And if anything has ever changed, I would have told her. See? Now, maybe we laugh or, or chuckle about that. A little bit, but you know, there you think about that guy's relationship. You know, his, his wife has gone for you know 50 years without ever hearing her husband say, I love you, right? and you know, he, he, he thinks that that's uh, just fine. And may we have a lot of relationships like that where you know we're, we're in those, those interactions and, and we never really hear the words but I get to come here today, and I get to tell you once again, you know, God loves you. He doesn't just love you like a teacher loves a, a student. He doesn't just love you like a boss maybe loves having a, a, a you know place of employment that they can have oversight of, and so it's good that employees actually come in and do work for me, otherwise I, I look kind of bad. But God comes and he says he loves you as a son, as a daughter. He loves you as his children. He loves you so very much that he sent Jesus to open the way to heaven for all who believe in him. He wants you to be able to come home again. He wants you to be able to return to his house, to be able to live with him in his kingdom forever he wants you around he wants you to be there he wants to have that kind of experience we go to him in prayer where you don't just take him for granted, where you don't just maybe show up one day a, a week and think about God for one hour during that time, but rather that every single day, you say, yeah, there's my dad up there. He's really great. He loves me so much. He wants good things for me. He says that he's designed good things to come into my path. If I will but continue to walk with him, be his child, have love together. You see, dear friends, God loves us so much. And it's my privilege once again today to be able to remind you to be able to come and say God loves you i'm so very glad this morning that you took the effort to be able to come out to hear those words to think again about his great love for you amen Now may the grace of our God and Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.